Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. We're going to talk about karma is a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Before we get into that, I just want to ask you. So we recently received um, a thank you note for a gift we had given a bat mitzvah girl. And the bat mitzvah was over a year ago. Now. What is the statute of limitation on on thank you notes? Like, don't you think that's kind of unacceptable? I mean, listen, I know it's a pain in the ass to write thank you notes. And almost like, I, and I wasn't, it's not like I was sitting here waiting, like, where is Susie Q's thank you note already? But like when it came, I was like, oh, when, I don't even remember when that bought my phone was. Was it my daughter? It was not your daughter. Why is she behind? But she had, when she had her bat mitzvah, it was like maybe towards the end of May. And then she left for, like she was trying to do, but then she left for camp. And then it was like stressing me out because like here she's at camp. And then I knew when she got home, we were, it was, I was like, you because you have to get them done. You know, so I'm teasing because it took her a while. But those were like weird circumstances too. Um. I don't know. I think that's a long time. As a parent, I wouldn't be able to sit with that as a parent. Don't you think that like Jews around the world should just get together? Not even Jews, just people should just get together and say, it's okay to not get a bat mitzvah thank you note. Like I don't, I honestly don't care. I do care because like I'm going to have my, my kids do it because I know people expect it. But I think it's like a generational thing. I feel like I don't do it. It, it, yes, it, is it important to treat, to teach your kids like polite and just the, you know, manners and the, and the value of like a handwritten note? It's very important. But I just, I don't know. There's something about the bat mitzvah thank you notes where I'm just like, okay, they don't even remember what I gave them. And I didn't, it's not like I put a ton of thought into what I gave them either. So yeah. like, I don't, do I, I really care? I, I, I don't, I think it should be done, done with. I mean, and and here's the other thing, like don't. Sometimes I get an email, like we'll get an email, which I kind of understand more because it's like uh, that's a little easier. And plus, our kids are being raised on this type of technology, and right. we are not raised to sit down. And, although I think it's important too to like be able to write something. But I have gotten emails, and I'm like, you know what, girl, I got you. Like I would totally rather send an email too. But I think the whole thing is just let them I, I, let it go. Like just, yeah, they go. They do so much for these things, anyways. You know, they do. I mean, it's tough because you really you want them to take the time in recognition of like like in in gratitude. Like you want them to be like, okay, it's a pain to physically hand write this note, but this person gave me a gift. And but I don't know. I I sort of agree. It's just like, uh. <laughs> um, I will say. I personally love getting thank you notes. Like we recently got a lovely thank you note from someone, um, a friend of, of Eva's who had come with us somewhere and they sent us this like, just out of the blue, like a thank you for taking me kind of thing. And it was handwritten and it was just, it's just so lovely. And it's like, I think that's the kind of thank you note I really like. Cause it's really like genuine and it's, not because they're being forced to do it. They're not going down a list and checking off, you know, and I've done it. I've done the checking off. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. So, um, onto my bad karma. 
So I don't know. I mean, I've shared a bunch of this with you, but like the last six months in my life have been, and these are really in this, in the scheme of things, small problems, but I just feel like I've been getting my share. Our family has been getting our share of shit (laughs) over the past six months. Like it's just been thing after thing after thing. And what I'm trying to figure out is, have I just like for the, the my my previous 51 and a half years like had it pretty good and this is and and now this is like real life or is this just like I pissed somebody off last year and it is coming back <laughs> well it's also the things that you have dealt with are like maybe somebody has to deal with one of those things but you've had to deal with like seven of them or like one after another it's also been no reprieve so it's like boom it's boom, no boom. reprieve yeah and so I mean, I'll describe it just very briefly and won't get into detail, but we, you know, we've had medical issues in our family. We've had multiple, um, you know, well, we've had a, a, a large death in the family of you know, a very close person death in the family. We've had surgeries. We've had, um, you know, just relatives being ill. We've had cars being totaled two in the space of six months. <laughs> um, you know, we've got a case of mono right now. Like it just is, it just feels like every time I get through one situation, another one like hits me. And it's, I'm sure a lot of us go through this and it's, it is, um, I, I find it, it interesting to think about like how do people pull themselves back up after each of these things yeah so I want to ask you is how what do you how do you take care of you in this in these situations so I think I'm finally learning after you know 50 years of life I think I'm learning that um I really do need to stick like to find my routine something stick to my routine somehow like the first thing to go is um, sleep, exercise, and nutrition. Like that, like all those things just like literally go out the window. Um, and so, but I, I think if I can get just even a little bit of those three things done, (laughs) I can kind of stay somewhat sane, but my routine is so important. And so like, even like I I was traveling for, uh, for a few days and wasn't really able to do, you know, any exercise or anything, but even just getting out for like a 10 minute walk was helpful. Yeah. I, so I was going to say, you know, two years ago, I had a similar situation where I felt like everything, in fact, I had never felt so bad in my, I, I had so much happening that I found it hard to catch my breath and I would feel it in the back of my lower back. I've never, and I've been through a lot of stuff as we know. And that was like, I was like, I, I literally can't breathe. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to be okay. But really the thing to do is to take it one day at a time and to do the do one thing that's okay for you. Like you said, maybe it's a 10 minute walk or maybe it's whatever. For me, you know, it was just to keep busy and kind of like at least do one thing for work or, you know, exercise. So I think if you have that, that one thing every day it really helps because then you can manage all the other chaos that's going on yeah I also wonder like you know you would think that talking to a therapist during this time would be helpful and it and it like my my therapist is incredibly helpful I love her I've known her forever I've been going to her forever um but it's 
almost harder to like clear my mind enough to talk to her during this. So I actually had to wait. Like I, I waited a few weeks longer than I probably would have because I just, I, I just couldn't stop and talk. I needed to like, um, triage. I, I couldn't like stop and talk to her. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, but what's your, as a former therapist, like what's your experience with that? Is it better to just force yourself to do that? No, I think, you know, like when I was going through that difficult time, you know, I'll, I go to therapy whenever I need it. Like I am big proponent of therapists. But when I was going through that, I did, I did not go to therapy. I felt like I needed to just kind of be in my space. Yeah. And also when you talk to a therapist, you're kind of reliving and replaying. So mm-hmm. it's almost like I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to do that as well. Because, you know, when we talk to our therapist, we replay and recap what's going on. Yeah. So here again, you're going through all the emotions again. So I totally understand what you're talking about. And sometimes you just need to get through it or get to a better place and then go talk to the therapist. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, the biggest thing that I've been trying to keep in mind is like life goes on. So you can't put everything on hold because in reality, there's probably very little control you have over the situation, whatever it is. Um, so you do what you can, but then you have to get on with your life and you know, your life is going to go on. And so hopefully <laughs> your life goes on, but it's okay. You have to remember, first of all, it's okay to be in the space you're at. If you are, when my mom passed, I didn't realize I was going to be as sad as I was, but I, for the first time in life, let myself be in that space of sadness. I didn't try to like go past it. Like I always did in life because it was really important to be in that and to get through those feelings. And I have to be honest with you, looking back at two years ago, I'm like, wow, like I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself. I, a lot of growth a lot of how I want to handle myself and who I want to spend my time with and all of these things. So there will be a purpose of when, you know, when you're through all this, that at in a time you will look back and realize like, okay, well maybe I didn't need to have all that happen to me, but right. A positive thing will come out of it. So when you were going through that stuff with your mom, um, well that, yeah, time with your mom, uh, how, what were some things that in, if this is too personal, but what were some things that Kevin did that were helpful or just people in your like inner circle that were helpful in terms of a support? Yeah, I think, you know, I I was, um, well, Kevin and I were going to California and it it was the, the little things. This won't seem like a lot, but like, I literally couldn't function. Like I packed my stuff, but I didn't even know what I packed. And so like he sent a suitcase ahead of time and then just let me, I mean, it was like these little things and we got to the hotel, I didn't pack a bathing suit. So like he went and got me a bathing suit. It was like those little things where it's like, you just need somebody to like, just not say anything, but just like do it for you. Because I was not in a, I've never been like that, but I was like absent minded, I guess. And you were very helpful, you know, even just like talking to me. I think it's, um, but also Kevin couldn't, take away the pain or nobody can take away the pain, but he did let me speak about it or not. So I think, you know, that type of thing was really helpful for me. Yeah. 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 I think it's always a tough thing to know um, as someone who's, who is living with or close to someone who's struggling with stuff going on in their life, like how to help them. Right. Cause like 
how many casseroles do you really need? (laughs) And also, you know, the thing about death is I have a really hard time with it too. Like if somebody loses somebody, you don't know like really how it's a, it's so hard to know how to help somebody. But if you just let somebody know that you're there and be there if they need you really is all you can do. But I think that it's a, it's a, such a personal experience that you have to, the mourning process and everybody does it differently. You know yeah. what I mean? So for me, it was, you know, I got uprooted out of my space, which is definitely what I needed. And, um, and that was, that's what worked for me. Like if I were home, it would have been much worse. So like I needed to get out of here to deal with it in a different space. Um, but yeah, I think it's when you trying to help somebody with a loss is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's like, but that's, again, you have to remember, like, you're never going to say the right thing or the wrong thing. Just being present or letting somebody know that you're there because they, they will reach out if they need you yeah. or not, but that's okay. That's their decision, you know? Yeah. And just speak from the heart, you know, just say what feels right. Absolutely. There's no no right or wrong. Just say what feels right to you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tara, for this mini counseling session. (laughs) Well, my friend's going to turn around. Well, I was just going to say, it's got to, because it it can't go on. You know, things, that's the other thing to remember is how, and that's what I tell myself is nothing's forever. These are all just phases, right? And we all, it's just how you handle them. It's really how you handle them and get through them. Yep. Wise words. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Tara. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running Shorts. Board Shorts.